Welcome to Murphy, Sam, and Jody, uh, the After the Show podcast. This week, and you can keep it coming, we don't mind hearing from you at all. We are dropping some brutally honest marriage advice, and we've loved hearing from you on this. It's pretty cool. Um, and I know we'll have more tomorrow, probably, but it's so funny. It, it, it just makes me think when we hear all of these that we threw out today, like that that first one that jumped out to me was, Yes, you you vow to stay together, but you will not be the same people in time. In five years, in 10 years, in 15 and 20, you're not necessarily going to be married to the same person because they're going to change and you're going to change. And that's so you don't know that until you live it. You don't. Isn't that weird? It's weird to make such a serious commitment and then change and live your life. But. The reason I bring it back up is because the older I get and the longer I've been married and all this and looking back at my childhood, you never know. It's so true. You never know what really is going on with a couple and you never can unless you're one of those two people. Yeah. Any couple. I kind of knew that, kind of knew that by paying attention growing up because my parents had a lot going on. You know, my parents loved each other, but they got married really young and there were some really stressful circumstances that they put themselves in. Mm-hmm. And there was always, I was always very aware, you know this, Murphy, I was always that kid paying attention to the adults. And I was always very sensitive and uh, sensitive to and aware that there was something off and that they were struggling that they never share with me, but I knew it. And um, so early on, people would say, you never know what's going on behind closed doors of, or under somebody's roof unless you live under that roof. And I was like, yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's I know funny that. is I found out stuff as an adult that was going on in my house as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my parents obviously did a good job of keeping it from us because, uh, I, I mean, but it was like, yeah, your dad this and I that. And then it's like, you're like, <laughs> couldn't you have warned okay. me first? Well, that's their relationship. But what I'm saying is if a, if a friend of mine were to ask me, Hey, what happened with Sam and number three? I would go, you know what? I don't know. Now I, my answer would be, I don't know because I'm not you or number three. Yeah. And and you know what I mean? The older you get, you realize that every marriage probably has those highs and lows and you don't know unless you're one of those people. I could never speak on my mother's behalf of what happened, even though she yeah. told me stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just. It's something that I've been thinking when we hear all this lately. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think part of that is what you said uh, a minute ago about it being different. I mean, you, you, you don't start, you, you wind up being a different person than you start out at, but usually that's just, I think, a change of age. And it makes perfect sense to me. And I know that Jody and I've tried to be really mindful of this with the girls because your children are going to absorb everything that, you know, that you're teaching and your environment and so forth. <laughs> And then they're they're modeling themselves after your relationship. And so I, in the case of me as a kid, I came out, and I say kid, really teenager, coming out, you know, thinking I knew how this was going to be because my parents, you know, they were high school sweethearts and they got married and it lasted forever. That's how it works. And, you know, my, my first my your first high school sweetheart and I, it just didn't, it didn't work out, It's you know. And um, did you think that because of that, your, the fact that your parents did work out that you were a failure? Oh, God, I hope not. You know, as weird as I was pressuring myself so much harder than I should have to be because I had a string of just relationships that just were not. They were. It was a, a combination of they were less serious than I was or 
um, they weren't as honest as I was, and you know, you know, it, things like that. And so, the more that one would fail, I think the more determined I became to try to make it work, make it work, mm-hmm. or find like one. And you, of course, you can't do it that way. That's right. not that you know. The harder you try with something like that, usually the more difficult it's going to you're going to make it on yourself. Um, but you know, when you go into in any relationship. It's not necessarily baggage, although people do bring baggage in with them. Mm-hmm. You're just bringing in a perspective that you had before that relationship started, yeah. and that can change. Mm-hmm. And th- I guess that's what makes the relationship part of it so difficult. It's true because you're never going to stop working on it. You have to. I remember well, somebody there are people it. who are together who aren't aren't working. I'm sure. And, and look, it's I, I know it's not one size fits all. There are mm-hmm. couples that are together that really don't want to be, but they do it for their kids. There are mm-hmm. couples that just they're together, but neither knows how to you know extricate themselves from that relationship or whatever. <laughs> but um, serious talk, right? But you know because it was the the but the, you know the topic being the brutally honest marriage advice. I remember somebody explaining to me one time that balance is really a state. It's not a. It's not a. Dest, it's not a, a it's destination. destination. You're always moving toward it. Ba- or that's away what from balance it. is. You think about that. I mean, balance is. You know, you know, if you're on a tightrope, you're not. You're not going to get to a place where you're like, great, I can you know let go because you're balancing. And I think some people think that it's a destination. That once this happens, this will I'll, be then great. I'll be happy. And and not understanding mm-hmm. that it does take the, you know, I mean, the continual work to do it. Um, but I will, you know, let you know a, a, just a little secret insight into something. And Jody knows this: um, that it's really easy when you're a teenager to complain and you know about relationships and this that and the other with your friends, and when you're having issues with you know with a girlfriend or whatever. And um, and so I like you know anybody else. It, it was that same way. But I vowed that when Jody and I got into a relationship and got married, that I was not going to complain about her to anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if there was an issue or something, if I wanted to speak to a counselor about something, that's fine. But I'm not going to speak something into existence. And the reason for that is it's, it's not it's not mystical. It's not like some you know magical thing. The thing is, when we start to emote that way, it becomes a habit. And unfortunately, you do start to act. You actually begin to act on those things. Mm-hmm. If the moment that you, if 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 you get to a place where you start complaining about your spouse, but you genu- genuinely want to stay in that relationship, and you continue to do that, you're you're convincing yourself that that's the relationship that you're in, and so naturally you're going to treat your it's spouse. The story you're telling yourself, that way. right? And um, I remember and so- having those conversations with you early on. We had seen, we had been around a couple who was just they were really ugly to each other. Yeah. And really ugly to each other, and we were like, "I don't ever. Let's not ever do that." Yeah. If you want to, you know, and we don't. I think we uphold that for each other. Now, of course, a little cheesy oh. things, you know, and it's mm-hmm. the things that we poke fun at each other for. But, but, but seriously, from a, I do not complain about Jody to anyone. There's no one else that I know. <laughs> What's there to complain other, about? <laughs> nothing. No. The stirrer over here who loves to stir it up. Now let's say you were going to complain to somebody. What would be a good example? <laughs> so, Hypothetically, of course. Yeah. But you know, it, it's so that the, the only person that I should is Jody. Right. If we have point. a complaint with each other, we try to just bring it but to so each other. I don't want to plant that seed. I, I want to see things through the filter I need to. If we're really on the same team together, being on the same team means not doing that. But anyway, I just <laughs> right. thought that was 
No, just the way he he explains things. It's it's very like clinical, seeing yeah. things through filters and all that. That's Murphy. Anyway, it just I just bring it up because hearing all these different perspectives on it, it just the older I get, the less I believe I know about about. Yeah. Other people's relationships. And you learn mm-hmm. to just go, I don't know what's going on there or I don't have all the answers. You yeah. know, it's easy to say when you're young, well, here's how you make it work. You don't ever do this. Well, you don't know who you're going to be in 10 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, it's just you got to be careful what you boast about. You well, know? The call, one call that we had about communication, that was the one that got me. Mm-hmm. Because you said, amen. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, when you're dating somebody who lives three hours away and you see them. Every other weekend, basically. Right. It's not an everyday thing. Communication has to be good, and it hasn't been at times. Oh, I'm sorry. And, you know, it's bit me on the butt. I'm sure it's bit her on the butt, too, but just things that we just assume, just like we heard, things you assume right. aren't yeah. necessarily, you know, and all it takes, and this is the funny part is, all it takes is five seconds. To clear the hey, air. Hey, da 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 Okay, I good. Now this. I know what you meant. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Right. Or, or, that. I misunderstood. You know, is this really what you were saying to me, or is it, am I misunderstanding? Yeah, yeah you're right. It, 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 that, that five seconds can make a big, big difference. But if you're never taught that, or you're not used to doing that, or that makes you feel vulnerable, some people don't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's you been me my you, whole life. You assume and you hold on to your feelings, and mm-hmm. you you tell yourself that's the truth when you can just ask. Things always feel better after you kind of address. Oh them. man, does it? I know. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad for you to to know that. Feels like you accomplished something. Yeah, you do. Well, and when you, when something stays bottled up, your brain can go just weird places. You know what I mean? You can you be, you begin imagining scenarios that are so far from reality, but that's what <laughs> you got that right. That's, you know, that's that's what we. It's it, it's easy to do, and then you have to catch yourself and just like you said, realize. Wait, let me just ask the question yeah. and make sure that I'm not misunderstanding this. But you know, Jody, you're right. I think yeah, I used to drive. Used to drive me crazy when my parents would say, "Well, you just don't have the experience for this, that, and the other." And the truth is, they're correct on that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's just part of life. If we mm-hmm. if we came into it knowing it all to start with, we may not might not ever make anything of ourselves, you know. And, right. and if you if you doubted yourself as much as you will at the end of your life, right? In the beginning, you would never take chances, right? But there's so many things that I have empathy for now that I've always been, I think, a cordial person in my life, but uh, throughout my life. But, you know, going through the, you know, the rehab situations within my own family, you know, my dad's alcoholism mm-hmm. and he, you know, was dry for 30 years going through my situation, understanding that, you know, that these are the people that stumble and fall and have trouble getting you know back on track i have empathy for because i know how difficult that mm-hmm. is i you, you don't really some things you don't know until you've actually been in that situation experience that's everything. probably why you know it's former you know addicts and alcoholics i say former addicts, but, and, alcoholics. addicts and alcoholics make the best counselors or lead those meetings because it's they're credible been you, there you know, right exactly mm-hmm. and um and so I, I, I think that that's you, if you start to gain that kind of empathy throughout your life, you're going to be more objective, like you said, Jody, of understanding I'm not in this person's shoes. I certainly don't need to be right. judging it, and I, and and then commenting to it and trying to explain it to somebody who's right a or when somebody even, that a couple that you love a lot or fr- you're friends with and they split up, and you know you think you know what happened, you don't. If you're not 
either one of those two people you really don't know and you can't. You don't know what it's like to be in that person's shoes with that person under those circumstances. So it's you really should just reserve judgment. Yeah. You really should. Now back to the hypothetical issues with Jody. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you want to know my problem so badly? (laughs) Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast.